0: Hey, I want to just briefly talk a little bit about starting a company, starting startups, and what do you need to have in place first before that happens? Because I've had several people ask me recently, I get people asked from time to time, but a couple recent questions, particularly about finding a technical co-founder. If you want a software company, but you don't know how to code, how do you do that? Well, before I jump in with a few thoughts there, Just a little uh, sort of general update. So you'll notice if you follow this podcast, if you do, thank you, that uh, not only am I posting episodes from time to time now, often very lengthy inside baseball conversations about Bitcoin with several other people, uh, and those are labeled as such, and then sometimes just little monologues, kind of just random stuff that I've been thinking of and wanting to put somewhere, and this podcast just feels like the best place. It's kind of an outlet for me to experiment with some stuff, some ideas that I have, um, in a different way, instead of writing them on the blog or putting them in, you know, a more focused podcast, like the career crashers podcast. But I also, um, have just put like zero effort into trying to polish up or market this podcast. Like I used to, I mean, there was a phase there where I had, you know, Episodes going up twice a week where we had sponsors, where, you know, I had nice intro music. I had a producer that would edit things for me. Um, I just don't have the energy to go into all that. So I'm just keeping it really real. And basically, like all the things I've enjoyed in life, doing it for me, not really doing it to try to build like a massive audience or anything. Um, So, no, I haven't even taken the time to go add the intro and outro or any of that stuff. I just sit down. I flip on audacity And I just start talking into the mic. And then with like one button, I upload it to SoundCloud. It's great. So uh, that's what you're getting. So on this topic of starting a company, so I've had a couple people, I mean, I've had this happen again, like I said, every, I don't know, maybe a couple times a month through the last several years, I'll get somebody who's like, hey, I'm trying to start a company. I've got this big idea. Um, You know, asking for some just tips or advice or whatever. And I often, you know, depending upon how, vague the idea is or, or how far they've gotten. I'll often say, Hey, go check out this little book I wrote, or you can go get, you know, the, get it in blog post format, the, uh, 11 lessons for bootstrapping a, a startup. But, um, one that I've gotten more recently and twice in the last week is, Hey, I've got this idea. I'm really excited about it. I'm trying to get it going. I need a technical co-founder. I am not a coder myself. I'm trying to build this software thing. And how do I find a technical co-founder? And, you know, I, I am not technical myself and I built one company that's pretty much a service company, a little bit of tech involved. Um, you know, we built a little bit of a, a backend. We had a couple versions of it. Some of them were proprietary software. Some of them were just using tools on WordPress and other pre-existing kind of no code tools that somebody with some coding knowledge had to piece together, but not really a software company. And now building crash, uh, definitely a software company. And it's all. Um, custom software built by a very, very top-notch engineer named Dave, uh, as well as um, Ilya, Chuck, some others uh, on, our, on our team as well. Um, but I, I'm not going to pretend like I am some expert on this like technical co-founder question. How do you find one? Blah, 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 blah. I just know the way that the things that I struggled with when I first had the idea for Praxis and other projects that I've thought of and some that I've pursued in the past. And so I start with a question. Whenever somebody says that, how do I find a technical co-founder? I ask, why do you need a technical co-founder? And they'll usually respond, well, I'm trying to build a tech product and I need somebody to code it. And then I'll say, well, why would somebody want to code for this? What's in it for them? Well, they would be a co-founder and they would get equity. Okay. Well, why would that, would they think that equity was worth anything? Well, because this is great vision and this is a great market. So, well, how are you going to prove that? Well, you know, that's, I just would have to convince them like, well, here's what I usually say. I say, look, if somebody is, cause I've had people say, well, it's hard to convince somebody to like leave a, a job that's stable to come start a start up with me if somebody is the type that is not wanting to leave a stable job to try to start a company, they probably don't want to be a co-founder. If somebody wants to be a co-founder and is a good co-founder material, they've probably already tried to start companies or are starting one or running one right now. The odds are very, very low that they're pursuing a normal path and you just have to convince them to stop pursuing that to be a co-founder. If they've got the risk tolerance and the mentality that you need in a co-founder. So, Instead of thinking, I must have a technical co-founder or I can't move forward. And then you kind of like compromise. Well, this guy is technical and he seems like I can barely kind of convince him to come and do stuff for me. I'll make him a co-founder here. Have 50% equity. Maybe that will motivate him and he'll work faster and harder. It doesn't work that way. If you find somebody who just can't stop working on the project and they're like neglecting their other duties in life because they just are working on it, coding it up all the time then it's like, oh my gosh, this person is basically a co-founder. It's only fair to actually make them one and share the equity. That makes sense to me. But going and trying to find one, trying to convince somebody, trying to throw some equity at them to hope it motivates, I I don't think that's going to work. And I don't think your first problem, because everybody thinks that's their first problem. Okay. The first thing I need to solve is find a technical co-founder. That's not the first problem you need to solve. And even if you need when, if, and when that's the problem you need to solve, which I'm not convinced it ever will become necessarily. You're not going to be able to do it if you haven't first done other stuff. So, what I usually say is all right, tell me about the product, tell me about the idea. Okay, it's a marketplace where you want to uh, have people be able to buy and sell these really niche products within a very specific industry that is not serviced well by eBay or Craigslist or other marketplaces. Great. Pick one market, maybe it's a city, maybe it's whatever, spin up a landing page. You don't need any code to do this. Use Webflow or Squarespace or WordPress or whatever that sells your vision. This is what, it doesn't even need to be nicely designed. This is the future marketplace for X. You know, this is the tool for Y, whatever it is that you're trying to build. Sell the vision, dial in that marketing copy. Who's it for? How do you sell the problem, and the solution to them. Frame it up and have a simple email capture. Sign up to be the first to use this revolutionary product. Sign up to be the first to access. If it's a product like the marketplace idea I just mentioned, go find people who are trying to sell these types of items and just go manually say, hey, I'll come list it myself. I'll come do all the work. Get a minimum number of listings up And then open it up. Say, here, we have these listings. It doesn't have to require any code. It can be with some pre-built. It can even be a freaking spreadsheet if you need it to be. And go sell it in that marketplace. And if you can build an email list, even if it's a few hundred people or a few thousand people, because you won't stop talking about what your, your vision, the category you're trying to create, the problem you're trying to solve. You're driving people who are saying, hey, I want to learn more. I want to know more. Maybe you're even just driving Twitter followers or you're getting interviewed on podcasts about your idea and you talk about it like, this is what I'm building. Come be a part of this revolution. Now you have something tangible, whether you want to raise capital, whether you want to find co-founders or employees, you can say, hey, look, I've got this thing I'm working on. It's got momentum. Look at all this interest. I got a thousand people that signed up on the early wait list. Now let's get an MVP out the door. Will you help me build it? Now you have something you can go with. And if you've gotten enough momentum, if you've gotten some real customers, if you've gotten any revenue, if you've, got, if you've proven demand at a very high level, you may not even need a co-founder. You may be able to hire somebody. You may be able to contract with somebody. You may be able to say, hey, will you spin up an MVP? It'll be like a six month project. And I'll pay you 50% of any revenue we get or a hundred percent of any revenue we get in that six months or the first, whatever, or I'll give you a little bit of stock or I'll pay you. If I can afford to pay you out of pocket, I'll pay you out of pocket. I mean, that's what I did with Praxis. I paid out of pocket on my own credit card for people to do stuff. Or I traded with them little, little pieces of equity, not like co-founder, just like, okay, instead of one co-founder, I'll go find 10 people that can do things I need done that I can't do myself and I'll offer them each a small slice of equity and say, look, this may be nothing, but it may be really cool. maybe may be really big. I would love for you to build it. And I wasn't asking them too much. It only took them 10, 20, 30 hours maybe um, to put together parts of the curriculum, whatever. But I had already created a vision. I had been talking loudly about that vision on social media um, on my personal website, I had gotten a bunch of Facebook and Twitter and you know, followers, uh, email, subscribers to my personal email. I didn't even have a landing page yet because I needed to get somebody to build spin that up for me. That was back before you could easily spin up a decent landing page without code. Um so creating that vision and proving demand is key. Like you think about from the standpoint of somebody who is a prospective co-founder or employee or venture capitalist. If you're like, hey, I have this idea. It's super secret, no one's ever heard about it. There's no proof that anybody will pay attention. I have 200 Twitter followers, and if you go to my Twitter account, you'll never see me talking about this problem or this category, come work for me. People are like, you don't even believe in your vision. Why would I? If instead it's like, oh my God, that's that guy, he's tweeting all the time, he just won't shut up about this particular problem and this cool idea he has, and there's like momentum behind it. And I see he's got this cool landing page. What an interesting vision. I love it. And if you see like this person lives and breathes this thing, I want to be a part of it. I want to help him build it. That's how you attract talent, capital, and the things that you need. Um, it's really easy. And I fell into this at first with with pra- when I first got the idea for Praxis too, to think, I've got this idea. Okay, how do I get a million bucks to build it? okay, how do I get a bunch of technical people to build it? And then you're like looking around for people to convince with no convincing or exciting evidence or proof, uh, to do this super secret thing, or even worse, you're like, can you sign a non-disclosure agreement? So I can tell you about this idea that I want you to work on for free. And it's like, what (laughs) you're asking me to do a bunch of pain in the butt, annoying stuff just to hear your sales pitch. No, like, People have fear if they share their idea, others will steal it. Don't be afraid of that. Are you kidding me? Execution is everything. And being like, this is my vision. This is what I'm building. Check out my landing page. Sign up. You know, Check out the website. Sign up if you want to learn more and be one of the first users to the revolution. Coming next year. Whatever. And just go push it. And if nothing happens and you're like, oh, I guess I realize there is no demand for this. Fine. You can drop it. You haven't lost anything. But... If you get momentum, if you get overwhelmed, if you get a ton of demand, you know, now that's given you enough indication that it's worth putting a little bit of resources in to spin up a really simple MVP. The smallest possible thing you can enter the market with the clearest, smallest, tiniest version of your vision. Do you have this massive vision? That's going to be a one stop for everything. Pick the smallest part you can enter the market with, enter the market with that. Even if it's just in a landing page format and get some traction. I think that is a much better approach than, because it'll help you know if you're really serious about this idea before you try to get other people serious. And you can feel like, well, I'd quit my job and do it if I could find somebody else who'd be willing to quit their job and do it. Well, who's talking about quitting their job? There's no need to even do that yet. Like spend every extra waking hour you have selling it, talking about it, spinning some momentum around it. And then see if it's pulling you away from your job and if you want to quit your job for it. And I bet if you do it and you sell the category and you sell the vision well, other people will want to work with you. They'll wanna rally around it. They'll be like, this is compelling. This is cool. They'll come to you in messages and emails Hey, I see all the stuff you've been posting. This sounds really awesome. I was kind of working on this thing, blah, blah, blah. And then to me, rather than being like, cool, will you be my co founder? Right? It's like, Hey, you know what? I'm trying to do this next. I'd like to spin up a much better uh, blog or a podcast, or I'd like to get an MVP of the product, or I want to try to build a blah, blah, blah. Would you want to work on this project with me? And it's like a one-off project. And then let's say they do a great job and they do it really fast. And they're like, this is awesome. I can't stop working on this. I want more. And you're like, cool. I like working with you too. do a little more, do another project, do a little bit longer one. Hey, would you want to be doing this with me full time? Right. You kind of work your way in To that, by having them prove along the way that they're somebody you want to work with at that level. And the only way you can have them prove that to you is if you prove to them that you are willing to work at that level, that you're treating it like you're a founder, you're your first investor. You know, dedicate yourself to it in such a way that makes others desperate to want to be a part of it because it's such a cool uh, thing you're doing with so much passion. So that's my answer when someone says, How do I find a technical co founder? Or how do I raise capital? Or you know, well, I can't really start because I don't know how to code or because I don't have enough money to go full-time or because I can't find somebody who's willing to be a co-founder. That's that's absolutely, I think, a defeatist way to approach it. And you're probably being unrealistic about what's gonna happen if you did have that money or those things. Start selling your vision. Sell the vision before you build the product. Sell the product before you build the product, right? Sell stone soup. You can see that in my 11 lessons for bootstrapping a startup. And this doesn't only apply to bootstrapping. If you're going to raise capital, proof of demand, proof of traction is going to make that 10 times easier. If you say, hey, I have this really cool vision for a brilliant revolutionary technology. I need a million bucks or a hundred thousand bucks or 50,000 bucks. It's like, oh, okay. Who are you? What? I don't know. If you're like, hey, I have been selling this vision for the last six months all over social media and stuff. I've gone on 10 podcasts. I've got all these blog posts, medium articles. I spun up this landing page kind of, you know, selling people on a coming soon of the product. I already got five thousand people on the wait list, and I've done a survey of them to see on pricing what would you be willing to pay for a service like that. And the average is fifty bucks a month. I can spin this thing up with a hundred thousand dollars. I can get an MVP out the door in six months, and I think we can get uh, five hundred paying users in the first year that would prove demand. You come with something like that, and it's like interesting. I'm listening, right? Um, so. Don't wait. Don't look for big, giant, hard to accomplish tasks that are standing in your way. Just keep pushing forward and make that vision something people want to join.